G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So, my mum and I were visiting my family and staying in a cabin at my uncle's ranch. There's a main house, a bunch of animal pens or fields, a dog kennel, and then there's the guest cabin across the lot from the main house. There are other homes nearby, so it wasn't super remote or anything, but we were surrounded by forest, mountains, and obviously some fields. So, middle of the night, my mum and I are sleeping and we both wake up because there's suddenly a, a really strong weird smell permeating the cabin. We commented that it must be a skunk, but also both of our dogs sat up and got restless. They didn't bark or make any noise. I was having trouble getting back to sleep with the smell and getting the dogs to lay down again was difficult as well. So I just went outside to have a cigarette in the end. It was pretty much pitch black at this point, but I could see my immediate area from a dim porch light. I was leaning against my car and I started to hear someone walking across the gravel. From the sound, I presume that the footsteps originated from the forest area behind the barn, then walked through the gravel parking area and turned toward the cabin. I thought that it was weird that whoever it was seemed to have passed by the kennel and the dogs weren't making any noise. None of the animals were, in fact. But I figured that it had to have been my uncle or one of my cousins out doing something. I was curious what they were doing out so late at night. I was tracking where the footsteps were from the sound as they were getting closer, and just waiting for someone to walk near enough that I would see who they were. I almost called out too, but in the end I decided to wait. Eventually, though, I saw what appeared to be someone wearing a hairy brown coat walking toward the field next to me. Now this is where it gets weird. You see, it was getting closer and about to walk by me, parallel by about maybe 6 to 10 feet. It was close enough that I realized that what I thought was a person in a hairy brown coat was actually the bottom half of a large creature on two legs. The bottom half, two legs and hindquarters, was about the size of an average adult and also appeared brown. The top half that I could only make out in the silhouette appeared black. Honestly, I, I couldn't tell how tall it was in the dark, but it just walked by and then into the field that was next to the cabin. Also, the gate wasn't open. I checked the next morning, so it would have had to have stepped over it to get into the field. I kind of registered what I saw, thought that I should probably be freaking out, but in the end I just sort of went back inside and I went back to bed. I did a little walk through the property the next day, you know, to make sure all the animals were there and unharmed, and in the end I only told my mum about the experience. We ended up coming back the next month and she told my aunt and uncle about it then. I fully expected them to make fun of me for talking about Bigfoot, but 
My aunt, she just asked for some clarification and said that her sister had told them about seeing something similar, which honestly only made things ten times freakier. This happened around 2021, and sometimes I still find it hard to grasp. For context, I now live in a different place, and along with most of my relatives, so I feel safer saying this here, I guess. The reason I'm sharing this is for people to learn and possibly caution themselves from my experience. Now, I'd say the place that I lived in was just pretty old. It wasn't densely populated, nor empty either. It had wooded areas around it that you could cycle to the mall through, school as well, and other normal places, but you'd have to take a car to go to places like the hospital. I was basically in my last year of high school at this point, and being an only child and a girl on top of that made my parents overprotective, and I was naturally more cautious than the rest of my friend group. I didn't really mind being that way, though, because I always thought that that was the better option anyway. So, teenagers from school would have these sort of outdoor get-togethers in the woods a few kilometers away from my school. It was just common for people to lounge out and about, chilling till like 3 in the morning or whatever. And including me, it was a group of four. They decided since it was our last year that we should probably drink together in the woods. Obviously, looking back, that was a really stupid idea. It wasn't unsafe, I guess. And it wasn't deep in the woods either, but still. There's a pretty clear trail though, and a small sort of openish area where people would like get their dogs and whatnot. We planned to do it on a Thursday because my parents would be out and the rest would convince theirs that we were having a sleepover. Now, we bought the alcohol and some other stuff just to chill out. There were no others that day because it was a weekday and quite chilly as well. It was pretty lively. You could see houses from the distance and people would be driving around and all, so naturally we felt pretty safe. We walked on the trail for about a minute when, for whatever reason, I just felt really uneasy. I felt like we were being watched or something like that and looked over to one of my friends. She looked a little bit distressed too, but I guess we just sort of shrugged it off in the end. We walked a few more minutes and we found our spot. We started drinking and basically spent like an hour and a half of gossiping and having those sort of deep talks while you get drunk. I didn't drink too much and neither did my other friend. We were just a little bit tipsy. Now, we forgot about the brief weird feeling that we had felt while walking until we heard something from thick in the trees in front of us. Even though we were loud, we all heard it too. It was this sort of weird sort of snickering or giggling. I got up from this tree log that I was sitting on and just dragged my friends back a little bit. We had a fire going and two torches but still couldn't really see into that area. It wasn't that close to us. I think about maybe four doors away if you place them horizontally. So the fact that we heard that laugh was just sort of insane to me. I pointed the flashlight into the area and nobody came out. I sat back down and when I turned the flashlight off... There was a, a silhouette coming out. I switched on the flash to blind that person while my other friends did the same. We started yelling and getting ready to run when I saw what I can only describe as 
the most horrifying thing that I have ever seen. It was this man who we'd never seen before. He had this sort of plaster-like smile and his hair was covered in dirt. He was completely pale and his eyes were almost like he wasn't looking at us but just in our sort of general direction. It's difficult to explain just how creepy this was but it was textbook creepy. We all ran for it. My very drunk friends even managed to snap out of it. We got to my house eventually, I lived the closest to the place, and said that we would call the cops. We absolutely terrified our parents as well, but yeah, we called the cops and in the end they found nothing. Word eventually got out and people pretty much stayed away from the paths at night time, and a couple of the guys in our school managed to get their dads and all with guns to find the guy, but nothing ever really came of it. Anyway, fast forward to like maybe about a month later, but we didn't talk about it much and we never did anything like that again either. I got a pocket knife and some pepper spray to keep on me at that point as well. I went home after school and I was exhausted this day so I decided to take a nap at the end. My dad was at work and my mum was visiting her sister. But I suddenly woke up to this weird sound. We had a one story and the walls were not too thick so you could hear things all the time. Even still though, I had a bad feeling so I locked all the doors and even the windows out of habit. Still, fearing for the worst, I also locked my room door and kind of looked out my window. There was nothing at this point. I grabbed a bat and my phone, heading out of my room. I looked at all the doors and everything was locked. But there was this weird like shuffling outside of my house and I looked through the windows of my living room and I kid you not, it was the same dude from the woods. He was just outside walking in this erratic eerie way which honestly just sent me into a complete spiral. He somehow saw me and started saying hi there very loudly. I called the police and after that I told him to get lost after he started saying my name and all my friends' names as well. The police, they eventually got here and they actually got him this time. They questioned him and he had no history of mental illness or anything. He had no clinical disorder and after enough questioning, he finally confessed to liking young women. He is apparently in jail now for other related reasons, but he'll probably get out in a couple of years and... To be honest, I'm kind of worried about that. Especially because he was guilty of attempted sexual assault and harassment. And the worst part is, that's all I know about. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, 
You can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. So I grew up on a farm in Max Creek, Missouri, literally in the middle of nowhere. My mom and my dad, they always told me about this old farm called the Arnholtz Farm and that it was supposedly haunted. My mom used to be friends with a lady who lived there in high school and when visiting once saw a man standing at the top of the stairs so they called the police. They come to find out later that it was the man who apparently ended himself there in the house. A bit of backstory before I begin as well. One man, he shot himself in the house and another hung himself in the barn and it had a really nice family cemetery just down the hill. That's just how it was back in the days. Cemeteries were often on private land. My dad told me his younger brother David had taken a date for a drive and saw what looked like candlelight in the windows. There had not been anyone living on the farm for years at this point. So one day, I decided to go and check it out for myself. My grandfather owned the land after all, so it wasn't like I was going to get into trouble or anything. This was also in late August. So there was a good walk up a dirt road in the middle of nowhere, maybe about 30 minutes. I got to the middle gate and I climbed over. And this is where things started to get interesting. You see, as soon as I got over the fence... I felt like something was watching me. I shrugged it off and started down the small path, which was just big enough for a pickup to drive down. As I started to walk, I noticed something was walking in the woods on my right, keeping stride with me step for step. I figured maybe a deer or wild turkeys. So I kept going down the road, but the steps kept the same pace as me and were literally parallel to me in the woods. I started to get creeped out, so I did a bit of a test to see what would happen. I would change the pace of my walk from fast to slow, and whatever it was, it was doing the same. So to really test it, I just took off at a dead sprint, and so did it. And then I stopped, and it did too. I challenged whatever it was to stop messing around, and to come out and face me. But nothing... By this time, I had gotten to the clearing where the house was along with the barn. The path had a sort of mid-turn to the right in a clearing with the house on the right and the barn to the left. Once I made it to the clearing, whatever was following me didn't follow me out of the woods. The house was really starting to fall apart as well. Whoever lived there had a thing for roosters because there were paper clippings all over a wall. I couldn't go upstairs because the floors were sagging. 
I went and checked out the barn at one point. The rope that the man had used, it was still there and you could see that it was frayed from where they had cut him down. I went just down the hill to the left of the barn and paid my respects to the family buried in the small cemetery plot. I spent maybe two hours just checking the place out. It was starting to get late so I figured that I had better get heading home anyway. And just as soon as I got around the bend into the woods, whatever was in there, it started up with walking stride for stride with me again, but on the opposite side of the trail. This went all the way to the gate. It literally followed me right up to the gate. I climbed over the gate and as I was walking away, I heard it walk up to the gate and stop. I turned around and there was nothing. I was only four or five steps away, so I should have been able to see something, but there was nothing there. I ended up nervously saying, have a good day to whatever it was, and in the end I just left. I never did go back to that place, but I guess now I sort of would like to just see it again. So one night, me and my friends were playing some hide-and-seek in our hometown. We were probably about 13 at the time. I went into a small area that is basically sort of like a shortcut from the main road to the side road. I unfortunately went alone and I didn't even think of what could happen. I remember that we were only 13 at that time and we didn't bring phones with us. So if something actually happened to us, nobody would have even known. The game started and I ran sprinting into the woods area. The first 30 seconds were pretty good. Disclaimer too, we have a rule that we have to come to the checkpoint where we start and we have to save ourselves from not getting picked to search or whatever. But after around maybe a minute, I start hearing footsteps. I say, hello, are you one of my friends? And something that was there didn't say anything. So I started backing out. Fortunately, the woods area has a main route and two side ones, so I could have run either way. I start backing out and from nowhere, this man just appears from the woods and starts sprinting at me while saying, I'm going to catch you in a creepy and sort of eerie way, like a kidnapper, I imagine. Fortunately, at that time, I trained football or soccer, so I was pretty confident that I could outrun him or at least make him tired. I pretty much sprint all the way through the woods with the only light being the moonlight, and after around two minutes, he eventually gave up. I continued sprinting, and I got myself all the way to the checkpoint and told all of my friends what had just happened. Of course, no one believed me, but... I didn't care since I knew it was real. We ended up ending our game early that night, just out of caution. And to this day, I still don't know who or what had tried to catch me that night. But for sure, I know that if I hadn't have trained like I had as a young guy, the outcome would have possibly been very, very different. I have always experienced paranormal things and my earliest memory of anything paranormal was age four. I have many stories of things that I've witnessed in my lifetime, but 
This is one from my time living in rural Missouri. In 2009, I moved in with my boyfriend, now husband, and his family. They lived in a beautiful farmhouse on several acres of land. The nearest neighbor was probably a half a mile down the road, so it was very quiet. This home has a large basement that was basically a two-bedroom apartment, and that's where my husband and I lived. As soon as I moved in, though, I started to notice strange sounds and see things. I didn't mention these things to him because, well, I didn't want him to think that I was crazy. It would take me a long time to share every single instance of what we witnessed, but I'll tell you the ones that still scare me to today when I think back. Now, right outside of our bedroom door was a long hallway that led to the staircase and another bedroom. We were the only two people to ever go into the basement, and one night we were already in bed watching TV. We began to hear extremely heavy footsteps pacing up and down the hallway. It was so heavy that we thought maybe someone had broken into the house and was wearing heavy work boots or something. We turned the television off and started to listen closely. It would pass by our door and seem to go towards the end of the hall and then would sort of double back near the door. At this point, our dog was growling and looking towards the door. With the TV off, the bedroom was pitch black dark as well. My husband called out hello and the sound of the boots, they stopped. He started to text his mother, the only other person home that night. He asked her if she was downstairs and she responded shortly after that she was sleeping. My husband started to get up and find out what was in the house. He made it about halfway to the door, and all of a sudden the door literally flew open. It was with such a force that the doorknob knocked a small hole in the wall. At that point, our dog went absolutely crazy and was barking and ran to hide under a table. The bedroom was extremely dark, so my husband tried to hurry and turn the lights on. Lights come on and silence. He runs into the hallway to look around. We both searched the entire basement, but we found nothing. Another night, we were sitting in the living room area in the basement watching television. Behind the living room area was a kitchen area that had a bit of a long bar there. We had a few bar stools up on the bar and a telephone on a charger. This particular night, we were the only ones at home as everyone else had gone out to dinner. We start to hear a weird sound, almost like someone was moving furniture across the floor. We sort of lower the volume on the TV so that we can hear things better. We hear something moving again. All of a sudden though, we hear a very loud crashing sound right behind the couch. We then feel something hit the back of the couch. We both jumped up terrified and looked behind us. Two of the bar stools that were on the bar are now on the floor behind the couch. Keep in mind the kitchen area sat back about 14 or 15 feet from where the couch was. And if they simply fell somehow, there was just no possible way they could have traveled like that. The phone that was on the other end of the bar was about 10 feet away on the floor and ripped from the charger. We looked around, looked at each other, and we literally ran up the stairs and outside until we calmed down a bit. I was absolutely terrified and feared the basement after that moment. 
we then started to see what looked like, I want to say, a, a possible shadow figure standing in the doorway. Each time we would see it, it was just standing there and would slowly move away. It got to the point that we would try to ignore it until it went away. When we told his mom and stepdad, and they told us that they saw and heard things frequently too, we would be upstairs and hear the toilet flush in the bathroom. We would then hear the water in the sink turn on and then silence. At night, if we came upstairs and walked through the house while the lights were off, you would always feel as though you were being watched. Then, we made the mistake of trying to hold a seance one evening. We wanted to ask and see what was there or maybe what they wanted. We were sitting in the kitchen upstairs in the main part of the house. There's a sort of arched doorway to the exit kitchen and just to the right as you walk through the arched doorway were the stairs leading back down into the basement. Now, as we're asking if anyone would like to talk to us, we hear what sounds like someone running up the stairs from the basement. They were very heavy footsteps and unmistakable. His mum and little sister were with us at the table that day, and all four of us jumped up, scared like we'd never been. We all looked at the doorway to see who was coming up those stairs, and as soon as it seemed like it was nearing the top of the stairs, it went absolutely dead silent. We all had to go outside until we calmed down a bit and had the courage again to go back in. These are just a few examples out of many more things that we witnessed while we were living there. I asked my husband if he had ever noticed any of these things happening before now, and he said that things happened, but nowhere near as bad as once I moved in. His mother told me the same thing too. We ended up going to the library and speaking with a local historian, and she told us that in the late 70s, a young woman had actually ended her life there in that home. And, yep, you guessed it, in the basement. She told us that a young woman who lived in the home had become very depressed. She apparently hung herself in an area right by the basement kitchen, which immediately, things started to make a whole lot more sense at that point. I have so many more experiences in that house. If anyone would like to hear them at some point, then leave a comment below and maybe I'll write some more up for all of you guys to hear. But for now, this will have to do and if you got this far, then thanks for listening. I'm quite a bit older now, but... There's this memory that I have from when I was around 7 or 8 that I've never been able to stop thinking about. So I was laying in bed asleep and swaddled in so many blankets that it was actually difficult to move. I awoke to an odd feeling that I was being watched. I picked up and saw a figure staring at me. I couldn't make out its face but it had the same silhouette and height my brother did. It was also wearing a striped shirt and jeans that... I was sure were my brother's. I was staring at it where its face should have been and he wasn't speaking. After a few moments of silence, I asked, Bubba, what are you doing? He didn't say a word. Close my door. Again, nothing. I closed and rubbed my eyes and when I looked up, he was gone and my door was left open. 
I was sure that he did it to mess with me and I was frustrated so I got up to confront him. I wriggled out of my nest of blankets and I went out into the living room where my parents were. But my brother was nowhere in the room so I asked where he was and my mum told me that he had gone out with some friends some time ago. I was confused and told them that he was just staring at me in my doorway. My mum told me that no, he wasn't, and he had been gone for hours. I pressed on and said that I just saw him, and he was staring at me, not saying anything. She asked what he was wearing, and I told her that he had a striped shirt on. She told me that that wasn't what he was wearing when he left. I don't even think he owned a striped shirt, actually, in the end, but... We all kind of shrugged it off like, huh, that was weird. But it was hard for me to fall back asleep after that. I was very creeped out. My parents were very creeped out by that as well. And it was all just very confusing. I never did get an answer to who or what was staring at me. And I've wondered multiple times if I just, I don't know, hallucinated or something. Either way, it was a creepy experience and like I said, it's something that I think back on all the time. This happened a little over 10 years ago, but the memory is still very vivid. My parents, they had just rented a new house and my sister and I were splitting the basement I had my full-size mirror placed against the back wall at the time, so by looking in it, you could see the open doorway that led to the stairs. They were just around the corner of the doorway, so you couldn't actually see the stairs, though. But anyway, my sister also had a big wardrobe that she kept a TV on and clothes in, which wasn't lying flat against the other wall. It sort of came out on an angle, which is back towards the stairs, basically. Now, I was doing my makeup one day, not too long after moving in, and I looked down to grab something, and when I looked back up, there was a, a little boy crouched down in the corner behind my sister's wardrobe. I never got to see his face, but he was wearing a yellow shirt with red shorts and black shoes. As soon as I caught sight of him, even though he didn't see me see him, he got up and shot straight out the doorway, and I assume up the stairs. Of course, I got up as quick as I could and tried to chase after him, but he was gone. Also, there was no sound from him at all. No footsteps that should have been there by the way that he was sprinting. And really, there was nowhere that he could have hidden. The underneath of the stairs was open since we had just moved in. I could see every inch of it, so really there was nowhere to go. I don't know who that boy was... I tried to research the house to see if there were any stories about it or a little boy in the area or whatever, but I couldn't find anything. All I know is that after I looked for him, I felt nothing but sadness following him. The whole area that I grew up in was known for shootings and illegal activities and such, so who knows, maybe he was a victim of something like that. I don't know, but... It's just an experience that has always stuck with me ever since then and I don't think that I'll ever forget it.
This is sort of a collection of childhood encounters I and even some of my family members have had in this one haunted house over some years. One of them in particular I've told before, but I hope you guys enjoy it. So this was around 2008 to 2009-ish. I lived in a haunted house at an early age, though despite this, my memory remains fresh of most of these encounters. We were there for a year, so I was four, turning five at the time. I lived with my older brother, older than me by three years, my younger sister, younger by three years, so still just a baby at the time, mother and father. The house always looked overgrown. Thin vines grew on the walls, large bushes in the front of the windows, and it was fenced in front with a, a large gate circling the backyard. And the hauntings... Well, they started pretty quickly. My mother would hear heavy foot stomps up the stairs, despite nobody being there. She'd also hear my grandmother singing to my sister, despite my grandmother dying just months earlier. Whilst on the topic of my grandmother, my mother, she saw a massive pile of ladybugs covering the car just days after my grandmother passed. My grandmother, despite being tough, always liked ladybugs. Anyway, there was also this time that she was in the backyard. It was during the afternoon and the weather was perfect for the summer. She was closing the large gate and mind you, she's a big and very strong lady. And yet, this gate had her in one heck of a struggle. She finally closed it and locked it. She went to go inside until she heard a sharp splintering sort of snap. She turned around to see the gate Wide open, lock busted, as if a bull had just rammed into it. My father would also get locked out of the house a lot, despite nobody being inside. And my brother, well, he would see the doors opening by themselves. And he even told me just recently about how he'd always see a girl on the other side of the gate, watching him play, every day. But my experience was one of the worst. You see, I, being a mother's boy was looking out of my window watching my mother go to work. She had a, a double shift as my dad wasn't the best of dads, to put it lightly. I stared until I noticed a large pitch black snake following her to her car. The snake looked to be double her in length despite its slithering, thus curling its body. My mother is 5'9", which makes the snake around 11 feet long, I would guess. It had followed her for a couple of minutes until she had gotten into her car, then it slithered back into the bushes near my window. I looked down to see it looking right at me, and despite this, I still would go outside and play like always, being a kid I guess. Playing in the backyard till dusk, my brother and I were doing our own things on opposite sides. My brother loved sports, so he ran around throwing a football, whereas I played with one of my toy animals. The one toy in specific was a big T-Rex. The T-Rex looked like one of the older renditions before Jurassic Park, upright, with its tail dragging on the ground. As the sun set further, our mother called us inside for dinner, so we went inside, and I noticed that I left my toy and so I went to go and get it. It was dark to where I couldn't really make out any noticeable colors, but not so dark that I couldn't see outlines and details of objects yet and I noticed the T-Rex chilling right by the tree where I had left it. 
I went to pick it up, only for it to crumble as if it was dirt in the shape of a T-Rex. I got freaked out by that and I just ran back inside. Now, notice that I said that I can remember most of these encounters. But the reason I point this out is because my father said that he'd often see me sitting in the corner of my room or in front of a blank screen. He'd ask me what I was doing and I would always simply say that the old man told me to. I have no recollection of this happening, but my father swears up and down that this happened. He would also have these um, sleep paralysis episodes, I think, often seeing shadow folk around the room whispering to each other. And this last one was definitely the most horrific. Waking up in the middle of the night, I heard footsteps. Luckily, my TV was on, so I still had light. Thinking, though, that it was my dad, I got up to go and see him. But when I opened the bedroom door, there was this old man standing there. He looked down at me, and that's when I noticed that he looked corpse-like. I absolutely freaked and banged on my mother's bedroom door. She opened it, and I hollered about how there was this ugly man in the house. She took it as someone actually breaking in and picked me up with one hand and had a bat in the other and basically ran around the house, turning every light on and cussing loud enough to worry some of the neighbors. Just recently, when I was talking to my mum about the house, she said that the old man incident had actually happened twice and that my great-grandpa might have actually known the guy. I may ask him about it sometime, but this was just... One of my many paranormal experiences in that house. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one.